0: Jesus I crave to know you interest to know you will satisfy my soul Jesus I crave Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to episode number 29. Uh, This is going to be Luke chapter 2. As we catch up to our uh, 24 chapters in Luke falling on, uh, coming uh, completed there on Christmas Day, uh, the true uh, reason for the season, uh, the birth of Christ, the hope of salvation, redemption of lost lives. And so... We will jump into Luke chapter 2 as I read through and just kind of shed some, um, some impressions uh, that I get uh, as we go through it. So thanks for coming along for the ride, and uh, let's see what we can be blessed by through the reading of God's Word. Luke chapter 2. In those days a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own hometowns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem. Um, If we remember some of the um, interactions with the religious scholars, um, Pharisees, and they're um, with Nicodemus, and they, they were wrestling with this idea that uh, a prophet of a prophet coming from Galilee, um, but what they failed to realize is um, Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to the city of David called Bethlehem. So, so where Jesus hailed from, actually was Bethlehem, which would fulfill the prophecy um, where they were misguided was that Jesus hailed from Galilee. So sometimes um, we kind of are too smart for our own good. And what we think to be the case, we actually are, um, are off base and we miss, we have, we miss out on the opportunity of revelation. There's a place um written in one of the gospels, and it's kind of interesting to me because it's kind of a full circle um revelation, but um at one point when Jesus was speaking uh, in one of the towns he there was so many people, all the people couldn't couldn't gather in in the building where he was speaking. Um, so when he was unknown when he was you know in this infant infantile state, there was no room for him there. but later on in his life, he would have such an impact in the hearts of man that there would not be enough room for them. Rather, he had a place in in the building. Um, so I just think that's really uh, fascinating and interesting how God's kingdom uh, is is made visible and how his kingdom kind of operates, if you will. Verse eight, in that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. (laughs) So these shepherds, they were living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock Talk about the right place at the right time. Um, it also speaks to the necessity of proximity. You know, they are near the Lord, even though they didn't realize it. Their nearness to Him enabled them or qualified them to receive this visitation, this encounter. I think that speaks to the importance of nearness and proximity to the Lord. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors I would have sight to behold this would have been multitude of heavenly host mm. Verse 15, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. See what a tragedy it would have been if these shepherds would have heard this, would have had this encounter, and then just went on about their business. What a tragedy, what a waste it would have been. And how many of us do the same thing? We have these encounters with the Lord. And we don't make that journey to go and see, you know, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened, ask and it shall be given. These are, this is the, the kind of quintessential realities that God uh, provides us with. And if we would just go and see, come and see, then we would have such a blessing. Um, if we would just come and see, After eight days had passed, it was time to circumcise the child. And he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it was written in the law of the Lord, the Holy Spirit rested on him. Now remember, this is, this is pre-Pentecost. And, and oftentimes we saw in the Old Testament where the Holy Spirit would come and go. He would come and go. He would feel an individual and then it would be kind of like this encounter moment. Um, we see here Simeon. The Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple. It's important we must we must walk daily guided by the Spirit. If we if we do not let our lives be guided guided by the Holy Spirit, we we run the risk of missing opportunities, of stepping into places that we shouldn't step. We must be guided by the Spirit. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother, Mary, this child is destined for the the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. You know, think of, you know, the word dividing bone and marrow, soul and spirit. Verse 36, there was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. Now, I don't know the significance of this, but I find it, do find it interesting. She was married for seven years. And then she became widowed and she stayed, remained widowed until the age of 84. That's seven years married and 77 years widowed. And it says here next, she never left the temple, but worshiped there with fasting and prayer night and day. She married, she became married to the Lord. And seven carries with it a significance of this. It's this idea of perfection, perfect. Uh, Seven is this reoccurring theme throughout the Bible. And so I just find that to be interesting and I do think something is there. Verse 38, at that moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee their own town of Nazareth the child grew and became strong filled with wisdom and the favor of god was upon him may our children be be filled with wisdom filled with a, a, a strong spirit and the favor of god upon them verse 41 now every year his parents went to jerusalem for the festival of the passover and when he was 12 years old they went up as usual for the festival When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, though, Why were were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth. And was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years. And in divine and human favor. You know that's. There's really. um, And Jesus begins his ministry. Around the age of 30. Here we see. At the age of 12. And so we have. What eighteen years that we't really see, we don't really know and and I think that's something that we all kind of things that we face is there's this in-between period and, and we don't really know, and it's this day-to-day grind, and it's the growth and the discipline and the learning and the humility. And so I think that it's something that it would do us good, even myself, to remember that there's a process there's a path and in the process and the path there's a plan and that plan leads to purpose so I pray that this encourages you I pray that uh, the word blesses you and I thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next one God bless if it means that I'm close to you I would trade a million lifetimes for a moment here with you and in your house, i